Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I think it's just go down to taking them shots. I think the biggest thing for us is continue taking you. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, you know. So, honestly, you know, we even got some good looks. We got what we wanted. Sometimes they just don't fall in. When that's the case, you got a defensive effort. And not the effort, defensive. What we do on a defensive end has to turn up even more. And, um, you know, when you got guys like AD and Brown over there kind of orchestrating things, you got to be real locked in, especially when the shots aren't falling. But uh, we like the looks we got. Uh, unfortunately, they all didn't go in. That's Donovan Mitchell talking three-point shooting issues. We'll see if that changes today. The Jazz second in the league in three-point shooting, but making about a quarter of their three-point shots instead of the normal 38% down in the bubble. It's Memphis today at 12.30, pregame show at 11.30 here on the Zone Sports Network. And PK, Memphis isn't as good. They aren't as big. They aren't as long. They aren't as athletic. This would be a good day to get on track. Start making a few threes. You might be a little more open. Won't have a bigger guy flying at you. Yeah, I don't know that human beings fly, but I think that they have this opportunity to win a ball game, and you got to take advantage of it. Memphis is down. Jaron Jackson Jr., JJJJR. Uh, he has an injury, and so that adds to Memphis's lack of talent. And Jazz, I mean, they've been struggling these last couple of games here. So this is a great opportunity. I hope to take advantage of it or else, man, there might be some tor- eh, panic is too strong of a word. But deeper concern, definitely. Deeper concern without question. Uh, you know, possibly panic in some quarters. Uh, and as far as uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. or JJJR, uh, torn meniscus, knee injury, JJJR, which is fun to say, by the way, and I'm not going to say it as much as possible. JJJR will not be playing in the bubble again. He is done for the year with a meniscus injury. So, All right, 1230 today, AT&T Sportsnet. Bowler on the call. Big T, Thurl Bailey. And, of course, you can hear David Locke right here on The Zone, pregame at 1130. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Four seconds. Booker on the drive. Goes up. Here's the shot. Shoot! He got it! He got it! And the Suns win the game. Devin Booker at the buzzer. Puts it up and puts it in. Oh, brother! Saw that one coming. Suns over the Clippers. No, I didn't. Neither did anybody else. But just one of multiple surprise winners. Upsets in the bubble. The Suns take down the Clippers. The uh, Blazers take down the Rockets. And the Nets shock the Bucks. In the words of the immortal Jim Mora, senior, not junior, you think you know, but you just don't know. Three shockers there, PK. Stunners, if not shockers. All right, we'll back up uh, the Bucks. They didn't play Antetokounmpo in the second half, so they took it as a practice game. So that's under right those circumstances, off. that isn't near the shocker. Yeah, I mean, the Budenholzer said that. And he said when they get back out on the floor, what's it, tomorrow or Friday, whenever they play next. He, he didn't even know when they played Miami next. I think he said whenever we play them, <laughs> that's, a, that's a different story. So uh, put that uh, over on the corner a little bit. The Clippers, they had an injury. Beverly went down. He did not come back first quarter. 
Phoenix is surprising, playing f- uh, three and zero since they've been down there in Orlando. Uh, and Devin Booker, you know, he's a great player, and he doesn't get a lot of run because he's on a crappy team. The Jazz, when he was coming out of college there in Kentucky, they show, chose the wrong Kentucky guy. They chose Trey Lyles, and then the Suns took Booker and hits that game-winning shot. And I have been listening to Al McCoy yell Shazam hmm. since I was about 14 years old. Hmm. And the Blazers taking down the Rockets. That surprised you at all? Portland trying to play their... I guess so, a little bit. Yeah, try to play their way in. They're uh, they're in the battle for that nine spot, and possibly because the Grizzlies haven't won in the bubble yet, uh, possibly they could end up in the eight spot. It seems like a reach a little bit, but it's only a couple games now. So if the Grizzlies are going to keep losing, and if the Jazz are going to help with that today, uh, possibly that uh, you know it'd be a, a two-game series, and the team that's eight only has to win one. Possibly the Grizzlies are going to be in that series without that advantage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would favor Portland in that situation. I would love to see a Portland-Lakers matchup. That would be entertaining. I don't think there's a team from day one of the season till now that looks as dramatically different as the Trailblazers because they got two big men that weren't available with Collins and, and obviously Nurkic. Carmelo Anthony wasn't on the team then. So they are substantially different from what they were when the season began in October. And they have a lot of firepower on that team. That was a fun game to watch last night. I was flicking around. There was baseball and basketball. It was a lot of fun for me individually, just enjoying both sports. And then you get to the fourth quarter. You see it's a close game. Lock it down. Houston had some trouble making buckets. And you go from there. So... Portland, I think that that they would be a favorite to get in to the postseason, and and man, they wouldn't surprise me if certainly if they were competitive. Taking down the Lakers might be too much, but I would expect it to be competitive because Portland is presently constituted as a pretty good ball club. If there's been a team helped by that four uh, four month layoff that enabled their guys to get healthy and get back, and you know they'd bring playoff experience, and you would assume a lot more poise. Maybe not enough talent, but they'd bring playoff experience and a lot more poise to a playoff series as opposed to a Memphis team where you'd have key guys getting in for the first time. So, all right, DJ and PK. Oh, as far as that Patrick Beverly injury you mentioned, uh, left calf, first quarter of their loss. Doc Rivers says, I don't think it's bad. We're going to be very cautious. I can tell you that. So don't be surprised if uh, if you don't see him. They got, uh, what have they got, four more games in the bubble? Five more games in the bubble? If uh, the regular season games, if he's going to miss some or all of those and uh, see if they can get him back for the playoffs. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. When all that was going on, you know, you, you hear about it and things like that, but I really wasn't too worried. Uh, I'm always confident in my play, and, you know, I, I know what I put out there this season and everything like that. So it's all about being confident, and, uh, you know, it's just part of the business. You know, I've seen both sides of it, so I've been there. That's Jimmy Garoppolo saying he was not worried about the Tom Brady to San Francisco rumors. Seeing both sides of the business, of course. He was on the same team with Tom Brady in New England and ended up getting moved to uh, San Francisco and getting his, uh, his chance there. I wonder how close the Niners really came in the front office. I mean, they seem to move 
pretty quickly on deciding that it wasn't going to be him. So, and obviously Brady's off to Tampa now. But you wouldn't be human if you weren't a little worried. No, no, you have to say every pro athlete has to say, "I'm, I, we got my confidence. I'm pretty confident. I'm very confident. We're confident as a team." You, you never hear the other side. You never hear, "Oh gosh, man, my confidence yeah. is shaky right now." Yeah, there's. <laughs> I heard, I heard the rumblings before you guys. So it wasn't just 24 hours. I was sweating it for 48. They're always trying to sell you that. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr said he is not sitting out because he is sick of feeling disrespected. Did I think about opting out? I did not. I have a lot to prove to myself. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm tired of being disrespected. There's no question I was going to play this year. Defiant, PK. I sort of like that. That's a refreshing attitude. Go ahead. If they're going to play the games, you're going to be on the team. And you're going to show them. You know, it's a new start for the Raiders, obviously, down there in Vegas. And we'll see if that makes a difference. I just don't know that moving to a new city, particularly with fans not being able to be there to the level that we thought, if at all. Uh, but uh, you know, the, the quarterback is an interesting position, man, because you have got to produce week after week. And if you don't, they'll just assembly line, ship you out, get somebody new in. They got Mariota as a backup. Mariota was a phenomenal college player. I, if you would have told me Mariota would have got beat out by Ryan Tannehill somewhere <laughs> along his professional lines. No, no, no. you got to be crazy, man. But that goes to the assembly line you're talking about. It, it wasn't happening. They switch quarterbacks. They get a spark. Look at the run they go on. And Mariota has a new gig. Von Miller. Uh, on opting out of the season. I thought about it. I thought about all of my family. I took serious consideration and things that could possibly happen. It's not a 100% bubble like basketball, so they're always going to be always going to be holes. But I felt like the job the Broncos were doing to keep us safe was enough for me not to opt out. So, Denver star pass rusher in for this season. The deadline coming up uh, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. So, Von Miller announcing he is in. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to play with the guys that are here. He was here doing our PRPs. He was here doing our workouts and stuff. He knows how good we are at our running back core. So I think we're going to be fine. It's a deep group, a lot of talent, and a lot of experience. So we're really excited about that group. That's BYU head coach Kalani Sataki in a Zoom call with the media yesterday, throwing a little shade right there. He was in the meetings. He saw how good we were. We're good. He wasn't good enough, <laughs> so he moved on. We'll be fine. Well, that's he knows clearly he wasn't gonna be the, the implication. Guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He, you know, you're sitting through it, and hey, credit to Kalani, right? He sat through almost half an hour of Zoom call and took a lot of questions. People were allowed to ask multiple questions in a row. That's not how a lot of Zoom calls happen. So, you know, Kalani took a lot, and he knew that was coming, and he knew what he was going to say. I don't think that was off the top of his head. But it's clearly kind of like... <clears throat> Not like we lost the number one guy on our depth chart right there. That was that was one of the highlights of the call. Yeah, normally the only time you're going to get a head coach of a uh, major college football program for 30 minutes is if something is really wrong yeah. or signing day because they introduce each kid a lot of the times and they go through that. But they also have their recruiting coordinator, maybe the offensive coordinator up there, defensive coordinator, so they're not alone. Uh, but in this case, going 30 minutes 
Now, it was the first time, I get it, mm-hmm. but that's really long. It to is. Take, uh, a press conference for that. I was surprised to, to that degree how long it was. And yeah, you're right. And they didn't, they didn't get to everybody, though. No, and that's, they didn't. Be- but BYU football is very, very popular. And, yes. Uh, there were a lot of people on the call. Take- it was. Yak, you were on it. It was two pages of, uh, of, uh, Names and videos, you know, everybody gets their little square. Some people turn their camera yeah, off. They so had it's not like we're looking at everybody. The max I saw, I think I saw at least 25 people. On oh, there. it was more than that because there was 25 oh, on no, the first right. screen. No, you're right. It so was, it was so 30 plus. Then? Yeah, yeah, I would guess it was somewhere in the 30s. There were a lot of people there, but uh, you're right to get him for almost 30 minutes was that was good. Pretty impressive. I would have taken that at the, at the get go. If they said he's going to do 30 minutes, I was like, okay, uh, there, there are plenty of stuff that's I, I've seen stuff cut off after five minutes and four questions. But well, and, and this was the first time it wasn't in the middle of a season, and I don't know that they're going to do this in the middle of the season. I hope so. You know, they got a lot of questions out there, and the thing is, like, other people are going to have their spin out there, right? And it's social media, man. There's going to be tons of negativity out there. So if you want to see something about your quarterback battle and put your spin on it, you, you got to do this, right? And he did. He addressed the quarterback, and he addressed the safety issues, and he addressed spacing guys out during workouts and mass during workouts, and then he addressed the running back situation. And there's a whole list of things, and, you know, people go negative on you and eat you up over this stuff, so you might as well get your spin out there, your positive or whatever point you want to make, and Kalani did that. I think, too, here that there's obviously a physical distance and for Salt Lake Media to go down it requires three hours or so. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're just going to do it Zoom, it's going to require three seconds <laughs> to get off your couch and fire up the thing and get on it. So I think if the, the more Zoom they do relative to BYU, the more you're going to have more media because you don't have to make the drive. And for many folks, it's literally two hours of commuting. Yes. And if you don't have that, you're going to see, because BYU is extremely popular. It's so easy to take shots at BYU. BYU football, just pull back your arrow and let it fly. (laughs) It's like on these social issues, as long as you're on one side of the argument, you can pretty much say whatever you want. But if you say something else, well, you're going to ruin a whole hell of a lot of people's days. We found that out. We found that out again yesterday. Days get ruined. Uh, well, with BYU, same type of thing. You basically take all the shots you want. Now, if the opportunity is there for Zoom, pretty much every outlet is going to jump on with multiple people. Yep, and that happened. There, there were multiple outlets, and I, you know, it's it's different. Uh, you know, some outlets have beat writers, right? And you know, in TV, you don't necessarily know. We have a bigger staff than we used to at Channel Two. But there were times you literally had to say, because of what you're talking about with a commute, you know, we can do this or we can go there, you know, and you've got multiple competing things at the same time. I can't tell you how many times BYU basketball availability was the same night as the Jazz home game, you know, and stuff that overlapped. And with Zoom, it can still overlap, but when you don't have the commute thing, sometimes you can hit multiple Zoom calls on multiple teams that you would never be able to do because you don't have that time driving back and forth. So that gets more people on. Zoom away. Uh, Yeah, there you go. All right, DJ and PK. Oh, we got uh, other college football news. What am I doing here? That was uh, Kalani on Devontae Henry Cole there. All right, so uh, CSU, there's a story out. uh, And 
Now there are people who are thinking, well, maybe that's not the whole story. How much was CSU pushing through safety protocols, pushing people to play, ignoring tests, intimidating guys into not getting tested, but how much were some of those concerns overblown? Now, they did have a lot of positive tests, and they did stop their workouts for a while. So there may be something to it, but there seems like there's another round of stories coming here on exactly what's happening at CSU, PK. Yeah, I have no idea because I did see the conflicting stories, so I'm not really sure. I do know they have a first-year coach. What's that guy's name? Came over from Boston Steve College. Steve Adazio. Azado? How do you say Adazio. Adazio. Yeah. Former Urban Meyer yeah, He's been around. The, oh, he's been around. He's in his 60s. I believe he is in his 60s because he's been a head coach at Boston College, Temple. Uh, has been coaching for a long, long time here. So there is a conflicting amount of stories. Uh, eventually, the truth will come out. I, I have, I'm confident of that. And then this morning, uh, just in the in the last hour or so, UConn uh, has said that they are not playing football. They're canceling their season. They have left the AAC. They are an independent in football. They had some games melt away. They're, the statement says they'd also consulted with their student athletes. So I don't know how many athletes were going to opt out. They didn't make that clear, but they made it sound like it was a concern for athletes. The story says they were down four games. I looked at their schedule. It looks to me like they're down five and maybe they'll be down more. And as an independent, they were going to be flying all over the place, including a game at San Jose State. So they shut it down. No UConn football, which, you know, if you're BYU and you're going to start scheduling independence, that's, I assume, one of the independents you would have ended up calling, and now they're not playing. So have to live without UConn this year. Uh, UConn football is sort of in no man's land there as far as what they're trying to accomplish and the interest level, and they're such a secondary they're probably the only, well, I can't say that for sure, but one of the schools that is not only behind men's basketball, they're behind women's basketball in terms of interest and all that. And it's such a pro sports area there that uh, it's not really surprising under the circumstances. No, I think there's multiple things you know leading that. The fact they've gone independent, uh, the fact it's not a wildly popular program. They, they had a brief run there. They went to an Orange Bowl. They were in the Big East. They won it. Um, but they've been way down. You know, they've had multiple coaching changes since then, and that was, I don't know, probably 12, 10, 12 years ago. So, no UConn football, and for BYU, one less uh, scheduling possibility if uh, independence is, uh, you know, if the independents end up scheduling each other. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Chavez ready at the belt, and the pitch to Piscotty is swung on, driven to center field, way back. The A's are going to win the game. How far is it going to go? And so it clears the wall for a grand slam. <laughs> How do you like that? On the first pitch that Piscotty sees from Jesse Chavez, he delivers a straightaway center field slam, and just like that, the A's have beaten the Rangers, and the final is 5-1. to one. A walk-off Grand Slam for Oakland. Second time they've done it. They're only 11 games into the season. They already got two of them, PK. Living the dramatic life in Oakland. They did it against the Angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it against the Angels. I think it might have been opening night. I think it was. I remember, it was like, uh, yeah. maybe it was, no, it wasn't open. It was yeah, Friday. It, it was there. I think it was, it was, it was, a, it was a Friday. It was a Friday, right. right. We replayed it on Because I was watching it, and I went to bed after midnight. <laughs> Which you would not have done on Thursday when the season started. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Now, I remember Tim Peterson coming in and saying, we got to put this in the 5 o'clock. This happened way late, but this was pretty cool. And Tim's not the biggest baseball guy in the world, so when Tim thinks because something it was in it. is good, you put it in. It was an extra inning game mm-hmm. in which they, you know, they start the runner on second base and so forth, and the ace took care of that with a slam. Mike Trout, new dad, first at bat as a new father. He goes deep, but he's Mike Trout, so he might have gone deep anyway. I don't know if I can put it just on that. Uh, you know, for does that mean anything? I mean, that was obviously the angle everybody played it, but he's Mike Trout. He crushes it all the time. He's the you've labeled him the new Willie Mays, the 21st century Willie Mays. Willie owns the 20th century. Don't mess with Willie in the 20th. Yeah, I was watching that game, and. Uh, he comes up and they're talking about, you know, he had his son that he named Beckham Aaron Trout. So the initials are B-A-T, Bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Actually, the, this, the middle name was after his brother-in-law, who took his own life, was a minor league player a few years back. A very tragic story, obviously. And Trout, yeah, he, he's just a bull, man. He's a freaking bull. The pitcher ought to have a red cape out there instead of throwing the ball. Just stand there and say, Toro, Toro, because this guy... And he is just something. He is just compact, strong as can be, strong as an ox. So, yeah, it's, it was sort of, I don't know, it was funny. It was just interesting that he comes back his first at bat. This is for you, baby Beckham. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> and just drives it over uh, sort of left center. Yeah, and it was, it, was, it was pretty much a line drive. And then Pujols in the same inning hits one. And he's one behind Willie Mays. You spoke to Willie Mays. Uh, I think they said, well, I was watching and they did say it. But, uh, how, many, how many did... Uh, how many did Mays have? Six, six something? Six? Oh, 660 home runs. How many did runs? Mays have? 652? Yes. No, 660, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 660? Mm-hmm. So Pujols must be at 659 then. Yep, 660 for Willie yeah. Mays. So there you go. You have pro- probably, uh, well, I, th- I assume Trout's going to get, or not, uh, yeah, Trout, and Pujols has got the statistics that and he's never been suspended for the uh, steroids so I don't think that that's going to be held against him so you had what you can consider two Hall of Famers homering in the same inning and the Angels won the ball game and despite all of that the Angels are four and seven and even with expanded playoffs are they going to make it I mean, there's a long way to go so they could but this is not a good start for the Angels although they did win the game they beat the Mariners five to three Dodgers took down the Padres 5-2. to two. The Dodgers, not leading the division, the Colorado Rockies, who had the day off, lead the division. But the Dodgers now within a game of first place. They're the favorite to win the division. They're the favorite to win the National League. And they seem to be getting it rolling just a little bit. The Yankees, the favorite over in the American League, had the day off. And they sit there at 8-1 and one with the best record. All right, DJ and PK, that's what's trending. They're your headlines, and they are brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That is Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, 8 o'clock, Aaron Falk joins us in the bubble in Orlando. He's there for utahjazz.com. We'll talk with him. Uh, That's coming up at uh, 8 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.